Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Happy Monday, all you people of Earth. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We will Hi. start. Hello. Happy Monday to you, Bradley Trainer. Oh. We will start today's show the way we start every show with the three things we think you need to hear to be in the know today. It's the three at 1203. Give me three. You got it. It's the three. I'll need three things. At 1203. Three. That's a magic number. They're going to be talking about three things. It's the magic number. And here it is behind door number one. So, um, did you know that Mark Wahlberg got a Chevy dealership? Such a weird story. I mean, it really is, except for when you realize that rich people like to make money with their money. Um, you know, which is awesome. You got to have money to make money. Right, basically. So, like, hey, I think I'll get, like, a Chevrolet dealership. So, that's a thing. Anyway, um... Welcome to Monday. And uh, we need to hear about Mark Wahlberg's new Chevy dealership in Ohio. Hi. Wahlberg Chevrolet Columbus, Ohio, 3900 Broad Street. Let me tell you something. With hard work, dreams come true. I've always been a car fanatic. Now I'm able to be part of such an amazing, iconic American brand. I'm so blessed. Make sure you come check it out. Wahlberg Chevrolet Columbus, Ohio. And I'll be there soon. Okay, that is the lamest Chevy dealership commercial ever in the history of car dealership commercials. Okay, I there's hey, I got this thing. Come down and see it. Can I just share any? I in no particular order the things uh, that I have the questions I have. Mm -hmm. Number one, if you are a car enthusiast, um. Uh, you're going straight to Chevrolet dealership? I well, mean, he's like an American car guy. I can totally see that. Sounds like a Jay Leno thing. Like, I collect American classic cars. Okay. Chevy. Okay, so okay, so there's that. So put that aside. Next, Columbus, Ohio. I mean, nobody goes to Ohio on purpose. He's not even from there. You know, he's from Boston. Yeah. It was Bean his friend. Town. Yeah, but still, I'm like, okay. So then there's that. Um, also... I, no, I can't. I, I just like there's so much about it that I just don't understand. I mean, to me, it was just the most underwhelming, you know, like if you're going to try to get people to buy cars at your dealership, you might want to actually, you know, um, sell, sell it. it. Right. So bizarre. Yeah, he's totally bizarre. Also, I, mean, I don't. Oh, wow. That's an incredible power. Also, he's an incredibly infit in in fit. He's, he's, he's in shape. I just Googled Mark Wahlberg and saw shirtless photos and was like, you know, when I'm 46 years old, I want to look like that. Hi. Yeah, he makes it look good. Behind door number two, let's see what we've got. Oh, 
Megan's sister is talking. Megan Markle, of course, her half sister is urging the new Duchess to contact her dad. And really, it's not just that. She went on for eight minutes on Good Morning Britain. Samantha Markle did. That's the half sister of Megan Markle. Urging her sister, among other things, to contact uh, their dad, but also essentially saying that if her dad dies, it's it's basically Megan's fault. Oh, Let's have man. a listen. Oh dear. I've said that if your father dies, Megan <coughs> would be responsible. Do cold. you regret saying that? Um, to a degree, I do. But I was really feeling that now it is so critical and so unfair um that if there's a misunderstanding that she reach out to him and she clarify um because life is very short he's 74 and i felt as though if something were to happen to him (laughs) and he passed away i don't think any of us could live with the fact that he died unhappy and there was not closure Okay, so that's the... Oh, man, that was hard to listen to. <laughs> that she has, like, can you just play that again, the first oh. part of that, Holly? Uh, I'm sorry. I, there's probably a commercial or something. can one do except reach out publicly? You have said that if your father dies, Megan would be <coughs> responsible. Do you regret saying that? Um... Okay, right there. Oh, she has agree, this I do, really, I, I think she that. was like having a hard time not coughing. Um, <sighs> there's too much smacking happening. But there's also that like <clears throat> gurgly weird is ugh. Um. <laughs> I, you know, okay, it's, it's the only thing more oh, absurd than the words that are actually coming out of her mouth that she in some way would hold. I mean, you you don't hold your family, but that's t- such a like dysfunctional family thing to say, is it not, Colleen? Oh my gosh, absolutely. And we haven't. It's not like we haven't already seen this type of uh, narrative coming from the sister and the father, Thomas. The two of them are on this journey to try to prove that Megan is like destroying the family by marrying a royal. What in what world does that make? sense yeah and if you do have real family issues which no doubt they do sure clearly they do at least that side of the family does because they're airing the dirty laundry out in the open um that doesn't mean you have to go on good morning britain to tell the world about it right in between you're smacking well yeah (laughs) there's just something if you watch the full eight minutes of um Watch. I apologize because I know people are driving off the roads right Mm -hmm. now. If you listen to the whole eight minutes, it's really just sad and there's nothing of value in there whatsoever. She doesn't really know anything um, other than, you know, she talks to her dad and she says things like, I wish Megan would talk to her dad. And, you know, I wish they would, you know, well, great bully for you. I mean, who cares? That's none of our business. I literally do not need to know. What is going on in your relationship? And she tries to make the argument, Samantha Markle does, half-sister of Meghan Markle, that the only reason they're going public is because um, the that Meghan has shut down all private communications, to which I would say, okay, so she shut down private communications maybe because you guys won't shut up talking yes. to the press, and she's afraid, rightly so, 
uh, that you're just going to start telling people what she's been saying. If I were Meghan Markle, I wouldn't even be texting this person. Mm -hmm. Because if I started texting uh, this person, and just because that's her dad doesn't obligate her to do anything. If you want to talk about... If you want to talk about awkward family situations, like uh, I have a biological father, I'm not telling you anything about him because there is nothing for me to tell you. Don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. (laughs) So that's nobody's business, right? Like who cares? So she, Megan, is very likely just trying to protect herself. Yes, absolutely, and and for good reason. I mean, to your point, Bradley. Listen, you want to get in good with the royals. Shut up about the Royals. Yeah. Like, if you want to really play this game and you want to go to Buckingham Mm -hmm. Palace and Mm -hmm. Windsor Castle, then you're going to start doing and saying all the right things. She know they know that that's not going to happen, presumably because they're hot mess and they're just doubling down on their hot mess to get attention, which Which I don't blame Megan for then being like, peace out. You guys are not healthy. Yeah. And I don't want you to give me a bad name because every time I've involved you, look what you've done. It's also totally working for them, though, because well, we're talking about it's them working for them insofar as they might be getting a few checks here and there from like the star magazine. But yeah. that's about all they're going to get in six months from now. I don't know that that's a, a well that's going to continue to I don't serve up water. I think they're looking at the long term, but in the short term. Isn't she on Celebrity Big Brother or isn't she? The rumor is that she might be on Celebrity Big Brother. So like it's working for a second. Or Big Brother UK. Yeah. Yeah. Because she ain't no celebrity. Mm -hmm. Here's what we have for you behind door number three. Okay, you guys, on Friday, we were handed a little treat from the mouth of Roseanne Barr. Um, But she, because now we know she has declined to do any interviews uh, for a number of reasons, which she will outline for us in just a moment. But she's declined to do interviews, instead favoring the opportunity to use her own YouTube channel to push her own version of the narrative of what happened when she was fired from C- CBS because of a tweet. Here is her official statement on her own YouTube channel. Hi, this is Roseanne Barr. And I'd like to welcome you to my own studio where I'm able to speak for myself to my fellow and sister Americans without the filter of the biased media. This was my statement from the very beginning and it will continue to be forever because it is the truth. When ABC called and asked me to explain my egregious and unforgivable tweet, I told them, I thought Valerie Jarrett was white. And I also said, and I'm willing to go on The View, Jimmy Kimmel, or whatever other show you want me to go on and explain that to my audience. Now, instead what happened was about 40 minutes after that, my show was canceled before even one advertiser pulled out and I was labeled a racist. Why, you ask? Well, the answer is simple. It's because I voted for Donald Trump. And that is not allowed in Hollywood. Okay. Okay. First of all, I apologize. I said CBS. It is ABC. That's number one. Number two, Bradley. And I do mean number two. Yeah. Can I make a number two? I wish you would. <laughs> so, actually, Roseanne is the one making number twos in this case. That is that that is so dumb, girl. Get a better act. Somebody's already got it, and they're using it twenty four seven. And we don't need anybody else, especially in Hollywood. Thank you. Cheap. 
It's so cheap. Like, what? first of all, what kind of defense is I thought Valerie Jarrett was white? That like, is, as if that would make your comments calling her a monkey any better. Yeah, also, well, I mean, I can't even... We have had this conversation off the air umpty-foo times about how, how thin, you. yes, how thin her excuse really is. It doesn't make it make sense or make it better, period. Yeah. Um, that's number one. Also, number two, <laughs> but that was also two, so three... What is she, when she says my fellow and sister Americans, I'm sorry, that's nitpicking, but I don't even really know what that means. No, that means nothing. She's just so the thing that's happening now is she's taking this cheap ploy that people do to distract from the truth and like make herself seem like the victim. If anybody gets up on television, radio on this very station, in fact, as well, like if Colleen and I ever sit here and go on a diatribe about um, how we're just a victim of anything, yeah. literally anything. Yeah. Please understand that we're lying to you because we are not victims of Mm-mm. anything. Mm-mm. And unless, I mean, somebody actually does attack us and does something horrible. But for the most part, we are the most privileged or not the most, but very privileged, mm-hmm. very fortunate, very lucky people. Roseanne to the nth degree. She chose willingly to go on a bizarre, racist tirade, intentional or otherwise, and then had to suffer the consequence. Just like you and I, when we go through life, if I opened the microphone today, Colleen, and said a bunch of dumb things, I would be held accountable for that. Absolutely. And if somebody took away my job because of those dumb things, I would have nobody to blame but myself. Mm -hmm. And even if it wasn't fair, I would know that because when I signed up for this job, I knew exactly what was at stake. Mm -hmm. So for Roseanne to act like that's not what's at stake, that she was somehow a victim of anything other than her own mouth is ludicrous and for people to buy it just stop and ask yourself like just like think about it for a minute she's not like some random person who was walking down the street and had her job taken away she chose to say some really hateful things and by the way this was not the first time this was but like the thousandth time that Mm -hmm. she said something hateful this is just the time that she got the consequences for it and furthermore she was pushing the narrative in between when it happened and now that she was going to make uh what did she call it she was gonna make did she say retributions for all these crazy alien stories can't be true can they hey it's steven diener host of the unidentified alien podcast and whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there the unidentified alien podcast or uap for short there's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world and the beauty of it is that i bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe download and subscribe to uap on any of the major podcasting platforms and you can also Find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 
the things restitution, restitution she said yeah. yeah for what she had done and that she was going to go along with it because she deserved no. it and now we're back to the whole yeah now making excuses and oh, i'm the victim narrative so just I'm... let's just all i'm saying is listen with a critical ear y'all yeah to the number I'm two i'm done with her loud lying mouth well you're not all the way done yet because we're going to do a, a little bit more with her lying mouth Good. a little bit later in the show but when we come back holly roberts is bringing us the dirt from hollywood and I want everybody to get that out of their system right now with a dirt alert on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Holly Roberts has brought all the dirt from Hollywood with a dirt alert for hey, us. Holly. Hi, Hall. Hi, guys. Mm, thank you. Oh, a lot of dirt to talk about today. Let's get in a couple of the top stories. Our Kelly in the news today. He's addressed multiple accusations of sexual misconduct against him in the way that only R. Kelly can by releasing a 19 minute song called I Admit It. It dropped this morning. Okay. Can I just, I don't think we can play it because there's a lot of baddies in it. Yeah, there's a lot of naughty naughties. Yeah. But it really, uh, I listened to like, we all actually listened to about, mm, I'm going to say 30 seconds of it. Of the 19 19 minutes. minutes. Here, can I just do it for you? Please. I did a lot of stuff. I had sex with other ladies that I shouldn't have had. I'm bad. Ooh, 19 minutes later. Yeah. But not even that it's bad. It's just, I did this stuff, but not the really bad stuff. That you say I did yeah, because say how much can you accuse me of stuff, stuff? PP stuff or um, it's cult literally stuff. a page out of his journal set to a beat. Yeah, exactly. So he said he admits in the lyrics to this song, I admit it, that R. Kelly released today. I done made some mistakes. He said uh, he denies the strongest accusations against him that he sexually assaulted minor women and is keeping them in house in a sort of sex cult. So he said, this is the lyric. How are they going to say I don't respect these women when all I've done is represent, take my career and turn it upside down because you've made, you're mad, I've got some girlfriends, girlfriends. He also also sort of admits to his taste for younger women singing, I admit with all the ladies that's both older and young ladies, but tell me how they call it pedophilia because that blank is crazy. Wait, what? Okay, see, no. These are lyrics. I think you're making the mistake, Bradley, that you're supposed to understand what's going yeah. on. <laughs> this is so weird, and also, why? It's just, I don't... People... There is too much of this in the world! Oh. Because Roseanne, R. Kelly... I just people. watched your head start to explode. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, who... Like, who Everybody got to have their own reality now. No, there's just one and you're creepy. <laughs> Go away. Uh, creepy is creepy. You can't mm-hmm. sing your way out of, you know, getting rapey and culty with people. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just not possible. Oh. I mean, in his world, sure. Like the stories that he's telling himself, you know, horrible people tell themselves all sorts of things to not feel bad about what they're doing. Well, and to to the point, you know, about underage women that he's been like that actually is he, that peeing on people story 
that happened, and he was held accountable for that in a court of law. Yeah, yeah. So you can't say that that didn't oh, happen. I'll just write a single about yeah. it, and uh, you know, it'll all be okay. Mm-mm. Happy twenty. Still buy my music. Happy twenty eighteen, everyone. Oh. That was fun. Uh, thanks for that dirt alert. It was especially Oof. dirty. Uh, when we come back, we, we need a caller for a thirty second pop culture challenge. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Thirty seconds. We'll give you five pop culture questions. Get them all right, you'll win a prize. 30 seconds, five pop culture questions. Get them all right. You'll win a prize on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com and on the MyTalk 1071 app where you download the app. You register yourself on the app every weekday when you're listening to MyTalk 1071. You are entering yourself to win $107 just by listening to your favorite radio station. And now, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. It is time every weekday at 1230. We play the 30-second pop culture challenge. 30-second pop culture challenge. Who's on the phone today, Colleen? I've got Amanda on the line. And what is she playing for, Bradley? That's a great question. We will find out. She's playing for a My Talk 1071 yoga bag. Woo! Oh, I'm jealous. Okay, awesome. <laughs> Timer will begin after I ask the first question. You ready? Yes, I am. Here we go. How many children do Kim Kardashian and Kanye West have? Three. Catherine McPhee was a contestant on what reality competition show? American Idol. Sherilyn Sarkeesian is the real name of which celebrity? Uh, I don't know. Bella and Edward are the main characters in what book and film series? Uh, Twilight. Who is Kelly Ripa's husband? Mark Consalos. Consalos. Sherilyn Sarkeesian is the real name of which celebrity? Sherilyn. Cher, Cher, Sherilyn. Yes! Yes! Give it to her! Give it to her! We yes, are giving yeah. we are giving it to you, Amanda. She said it the buzz. I'm so yes, we will give Yay. you that awesome my talk. I am telling you that is a hot commodity too, Amanda. Because I, every hot time yoga. I see, we don't those don't get given out very often. Every time I see one, I wish I had one, and I don't. So congratulations! I'm, I'm excited. I always listen. I always get them right. Yay! And I'm excited. I got them right. Under pressure. Congratulations, Amanda. <laughs> All right. Uh, and now that we've Fairly. played that game, Fairly. let's play a different game. Uh, we like to solve mysteries, and we do it in the form of blind items that Holly has selected for us in this segment that we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Uh, got some hot and fresh blind items mm. from uh, for you from the website crazydaysandnights.net, our favorite source for blind items. So our first blind item has to do with an A-plus list singer, and a foreign-born, a-literate singer. Not illiterate, a-literate. Uh-huh. Yes. So think of those two people while I read you this blind item. Apparently, this A-plus list singer tried to bar this foreign-born, illiterate singer from a televised performance last week because the A-plus lister felt the foreign-born singer was not showing enough deference to the A-plus lister and should have asked first before accepting the gig. Ooh. Oh, interesting. Okay. A plus list, foreign born, illiterate, foreign born. Uh, Shakira, Shakira. No, <laughs> I don't know. What I mean, I, last I name like was. the inventiveness Me of that. Too. <laughs> Can I just quickly ask uh, yes. when we say foreign born? Yes, are we? Because I always get tripped up when it's a Canadian born uh, person because I just forget who's from Canada and who's not. This person is not Canadian. Uh, okay, thank you. That helps. 
not much, but a little. They were born close to the United States, if that oh, helps you. Ah, okay. Bradley? He's looking at me like I should I was going to say Rihanna, and then I was like, I don't know what her last name is. No. Now, this person has had a series of pop hits over the past year. Okay. Oh, we hits. have played them. Camila Cabello. Thank you. Oh, Pussycat, Thank Pussycat, you. I love you. That's Tom Jones. But isn't she Pussycat doll former? No. No. Oh, what am I thinking of? Who is she, the former Pussycat? Nicole Scherzinger? No. Anyway. She's from Fifth Harmony. Camilla oh, that's Cabello. what it was. It's a it's a girl group. I do the same thing. Yeah. I get them mixed up, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, Camilla Cabello. And who is the A-plus list singer who tried to bar her from a televised performance last week? What would have been televised last week? Um, the uh, Bubonic Plague Awards? I don't know. No, those have since <laughs> passed. Um, the Well, it wouldn't be the... There were no country awards, were there? I will tell you where she performed. How about that? It was on Good Morning America. Oh, that oh. would... Okay, so I'm not thinking of, you know, that kind of televised performance. I was thinking of like an so award show. No. was not paying enough deference? Or who was not being paid deference? Madonna? Camilla Cabello. Well, she wouldn't have been on Good Morning America. I don't know. Now, there... Think of a person who has been associated with Camilla Cabello this past year. Maybe Camilla Cabello opened for this person. Oh, is that like an Ariana Grande? Is that like a... um... Uh, Selena Gomez? Demi Lovato? Um, Taylor Swift? Oh, Oh, yeah, that's right. Now I remember that. You do? No, I do because we had another blind item about Taylor Swift and Camilla Cabello when they were... Like touring together, yeah. Basically, that Camilla Cabello liked the nose candy a lot, yeah, and that she was getting herself into trouble as a result. Yeah, let yeah. me fill in the blank Thank for you. you. You're welcome. Uh, apparently, Taylor Swift tried to bar Camilla Cabello from her performance on GMA last week because Taylor Swift felt that Camilla was not showing enough deference to her and should have asked first before accepting the gig. Oh my gosh, mm. why would she have to ask? Taylor Swift. I mean, this is so Taylor Swift, though, right? This is that person who's like, I made you. Oh, God. Don't even. You must treat me appropriately. This is so dumb. And it's the most Taylor Swifty thing. Right? That you could possibly do. And in fact, she probably just did it because she's like, I'm Taylor Swift and I can do this. Leave me alone. And it's actually probably the people around her are like, ooh, that Camilla Cabello, she did not show you the see, she was proper obeisance. Yeah. Okay. Does she have to ask Taylor? Okay, sorry. We got really into that. Yeah, I'll move on. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Our next blind item from crazydaysandnights.net is confirmed, meaning that there is an official name attached to this blind item. This blind item has to do with an A-list talk show host. An A-list talk show host is the subject of this confirmed blind item. Here you go. In the how diva can you be category... This A-list talk show host, who is probably permanent A-list at this point, and as an entertainer, too, wins for today. Our talk show host had their assistant ship the talk show host's mattress to a city where the talk show host was going to be performing for almost a week. One night or less, the talk show host can manage. Otherwise, the mattress is getting shipped. That's a Steve Harvey, if I ever heard one. Oh, God, what? Well, that it's not Orpa. Steve Harvey? Harvey? Well, because don't you remember all those Steve Harvey stories about how he was such a diva? That's hilarious. 
Um, no, I didn't. But okay, so it's not Steve Harvey. Yeah, remember the letter? The, the oh, whole... yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, Don't yeah, yeah. talk to me. Yeah, I do remember Backstage, that. Backstage, that's Steve Harvey. Okay, I'm trying to think of who, what talk show host and performer. Megan McKelly? Megan McKelly, she's Irish. <laughs> I'm sure that person exists somewhere, but they're not a talk Megan show McKellie. host. <laughs> uh, oh, Kelly Ripa? Uh, no. I mean, who else is, is there? What are they performing? Are they singing performing? Uh, no. Are they talking comedy performing? Comedy performing. It is... Queen Latifah? She's not doing a show anymore. No, she's not. Now, this person still has a talk show that's on the air Monday through Friday. Is it a late night experience? Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres? Oh. Fill in the blank. Here we go. In the How Diva Can You Be Award category, Ellen DeGeneres. Uh, she is winning for today. Ellen had her assistant ship her mattress to a city where Ellen was going to be performing for almost a week, probably doing stand-up comedy. One night or less, Ellen can manage. Otherwise, the mattress is getting shipped. Wow. Can you imagine? I mean, I, I, this is like the biggest untold story in Hollywood is that she is a supreme diva. But she has that, you know, like image where it's like, oh, shucks, I'm a, everybody loves Ellen. I will tell you, I got a different sort of. So she was a guest on Dax Shepard's podcast. And I really felt like I got a whole different impression of her on, based on that. Because, first of all, you know, and bless his heart, Dax was like, this is a huge get. We're getting we're having Ellen DeGeneres. We have to do it on her terms at her time. And so. We're going to do it at her location um, where she is. And she only has like 20 minutes because she's a busy gal. But then the whole interview, she just was very kind of matter of fact and deflated. Not the person. And I'm not saying that she has to always be super entertaining because I also know that people who entertain for a living don't always feel like they have to be funny or that they can be on all the time. Yeah, but it's a performance. But this you is know a performance. Better. Exactly. Yeah. Like when you're a guest on somebody's podcast, you are, it is a performance. Like you got to bring a little bit of the funny. And I just remember thinking something about this just doesn't feel right to me. It was odd. So yeah, well, that what all we rings said true. For years. Nothing is real. Well, no. Okay. Oh, comedians are the worst yeah. interviews. Yeah. They are the worst. Yeah. Comedians left to their own devices are not generally speaking good interviews they're because because one of two terrible. reasons, even if they're amazing people, it's just like either you get in the way of their act or they get in the way of the interview. Right. And you have to also remember that their act is tight honed they really have worked hard at writing their funny and timing it all out and so it's not improvisational at all at all okay we went off on that thank you holly for those delicious blind items you're welcome now when we come back um we both had kind of interesting weekends um i think that you had something more positive come out of your weekend bradley but i gotta tell you about something real negative that happened over my weekend and uh we'll be back after this on my my talk 107.1. I mean, you have to. Well, we had uh, both.
both of us kind of interesting weekends. Uh, you know, summer weekends. We get a little busy around here on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. And Bradley, I'm really excited to hear um, about what you were up to this weekend. But I got to tell you, we were at a we had a baseball tournament. Yeah. Um, which I know that's not shocking at no, all. That's your new normal. It is. Except for now, it's my was my new normal, and now we're done with it because this was the end of the season. But the boys were playing their very very last game, and I'm going to tell you that what I have se- what I saw at this game, I have seen. More times than I even care to admit. Okay. But these are 11-year-olds yeah. playing baseball at a high level. I mean, they're playing traveling baseball. They're, pay- they're playing in tournaments um, against really, everybody's really talented who's sure. out on the field, right? But I saw, again, for probably the fifth time during this season of baseball, a grown adult man acting like... A child. Oh God, sure. It was unreal. Childhood sports, isn't that where parents take out all their? This like, was a coach, though, yeah. and that's the part where I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And maybe I mean, listen, we probably are spoiled. We've got this wonderful coach who's like very kind and really mild mannered. And if he doesn't agree with a call that's made, he sort of like politely and casually saunters up to the ump and just kind of goes, hey, you know, here's what I saw, but uh, I guess we didn't see it the same way, and then kind of walks back, and he's fine with it, right? Yeah. This, the the coach was out of the dugout and yelling at the umpire, and you also have to understand the umpires are like 20, maybe. They're like between 18 and 20. They're young, They're kids. They're young. I mean, they're young people. They're yeah. not like... And this guy just dressed him down in front of all of the kids. I'm thinking, this is these are 11 year olds, yeah, playing a game. Well, do, do you okay? So there's a little bit of like, but that's life, right? So is it good to get them exposed to that? I mean, was the person being, you know, like sweary? This one didn't swear, but we've had sweary ones oh. before. So swearing seems like an obvious, like, hey, guess what? We're not going to swear in front of kids. Emotions and how you deal with them probably not the worst thing to expose kids to, but. I, yeah, you know, it's it's funny because I go back and forth about that because part of sports and part of what we're trying to do with our kids is like, sure, they're competitive and they're all competitive and that comes naturally to all of them yeah. being competitive. Yeah. But how you deal with something when it doesn't go your way, yeah. if you're the example, you know, so what then tells all those kids you can't act like that? Well, I guess what, ha- when your what happens, coach is like, how does it get way? resolved? That would Because everybody gets emotional, mm-hmm. right? Um, in this case... Like, what do they do when the kids start yelling at each other? Uh, they don't usually... That's the thing, is that they will... At least we haven't seen that. Now, the kid would get ejected from the game. Yeah. If a kid acted like that, they'd be ejected from the game. Yeah. But when the two adults... When the one... one of You know, there's two adults, like the coaches that are in charge, and then they have, like, assistant coaches who are also in charge, yeah. and then the um... So what did you guys do? I mean, oh my what gosh. happened? We... Well... What we did is uh, we looked at them askance, first of all. You have to be really careful about what you say as a parent fan because you can get ejected from a game, too. Yeah, for sure. Right? So we did sort of say, like, you're not really being the best example, but we kind of just watched it play out. But what our coach did, again, I listen, I think our coach, like, walks on water. He's amazing. He walked over to the ump and was like, actually, you know what? He he didn't he didn't express it well, but that he's right. Like, yeah. that 
we what we saw was yeah, so in line with what he at saw. At least the kids got to see somebody act like an adult. Exactly. Right? And at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? And then it just becomes a teaching moment. And then later you have a conversation about it. And so like, you know, and we lost the game and we were going to, we kind of knew we were going to lose the game anyway. And yeah. so we were kind of playing around anyway, but in a car on the way home, we had a conversation about it. Like, yeah, you know, that's not how you talk to people. We just, that's just not good sportsmanship yeah, so and a, so you got a teachable moment yeah and wouldn't you rather play on a team that maybe didn't win than play for somebody who treats they're 11 yeah oh my gosh anyway so that was like that was our big headline of the weekend well, tell me you had something better happen we didn't have anybody yelling at anybody so you. that was good and there were a lot of kids around because um you might remember we had a an interview with the founder of an organization called With Purpose, yes. Aaron Benson, who was in town with the organization and they were celebrating the life of uh, her son, Sam, and uh, kids that are affected by pediatric cancers. And they, um, this, it's really cute. There's these three girls and they were friends of Sam who, who died of an incurable brain cancer. And after he died, they wanted to do something nice for their friend Sam. So they decided to hold a fun run in a, a carnival in their cul-de-sac. And um, now it's, you know, turned into something a little bigger. And uh, that happened on Saturday. So Janice Shortall and I were there, a bunch of other people. And um, they had like a toddler trot, which is the cutest thing, like watching toddlers mm-hmm. run. I mean, like one kid just kind of like fell down where he was and started crying like he didn't even run. He just was like <laughs> over it before it even started. It was probably like nap time. He was like, it sucks. Uh, I don't want to do this. And then there was uh there was a one mile. And oh, my God. These kids, like one of the kid who who won was um, like six something, like six minutes and something. These kids run fast. Yeah, they do. It's crazy. And um, then there was, of course, the 5K and uh, mostly adults, but some kids ran it, too. And so then afterward, they had a nice little um, a carnival in the park at Bassett Creek Park. It was just a beautiful day. It was a great event. They raised a ton of money. So. Um, you know, for all the, the My Talk listeners who um, supported that organization. And I know there were some listeners that were actually there at the event. So congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you for participating is what I meant to say. And of course, um, if you want to learn more about With Purpose, just Google With Purpose and um, you can learn how to support them there. Otherwise, just go to my Facebook page. But it was a fun. It was a fun, beautiful afternoon. There was a cakewalk. I won a full. I almost said, well, I can say <laughs> uh, a fuller cake from Willette's. And not only... Not just not any just cake. A, it was your favesies. It was a princess tort. It was me and this other gentleman. And the two of us battled it out for a princess tort. And I won on the first go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've been eating princess tort all weekend. Okay, wait. Can Still I ask delightful. a question? Did they... Like, they had the princess tort there on location for you. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. you were really, like, feeling competitive. I mean, I know you can't really compete at a cakewalk, but you were, like, in well, it no, to you win. Can, and- you, oh, I mean, I don't know what you normally... I've never done a cakewalk before, but there's, like, plates on the ground, and you walk around, and each of the plates has a number. And so we were, you know, like, running around in a circle until they uh-huh. told us to it's stop. It's sort of like musical chairs. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I had no idea I was going to win, and so then I won, and I was like, that cake's mine. Bye! So, and I'm a little jealous because yeah, no, you have not brought a slice in for me. Um, sorry. No, it's yours. It's fine. You won it fair and square. I mean, you know where Woolats is. True. They have a Groupon. True. So you can yeah. buy the Groupon. True. <laughs> You're hilarious. But then you went out to dinner. Oh, yeah. This is a wonderful thing. And we should talk about this when we come back. In fact, hey, guess what? We are. So um, we went out to dinner, some friends and I, and... Um, 
It's a wonderful place, by the way. It's called uh, Centro over by the Indeed Brewing. They got tacos. But something really awkward happened. At the end of our meal, we were leaving. And I came across some people that I know. Um, Unfortunately for me, I could not remember their names. It was really awkward. And I just thought to myself, self, at the age of 43, you need to start remembering people's names. So I think maybe when we come back, can we get people to help us remember names? Because I know I'm not the only one who has a hard time remembering people's names. Yeah. What are your tips for remembering names? Bradley and I kind of both need it. 651-641-1071. What's your tip to remember people's names? 651-641-1071.